0: Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer.
1: So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love.
0: I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. you miss me?
2: Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? as a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use.
0: To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod.
1: Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all.
2: Well, week two is in the books. We are fastly approaching week three. Already kind of in it. We did a little bit of Horror Nights last night on Wednesday and Think we're just going to take it a little bit easier today but what we're going to be going over today is it seems like we are in that early season change up process where there's a couple tweaks here a couple tweaks there and we're, we're starting to see the event overall sort of smooth itself over so we're going to go over some changes that we've seen or heard of or seen online and then we're going to kind of go into some possible changes that they could make that they haven't completely done yet to maybe smooth this event out a little bit, even more so than it already is. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be getting into our new in season segment, I guess is what we'll do is we'll call it up down and we'll shoot out one or two objects that, might have risen in stock over the past week and then a couple things that may have, have dropped stock and it's going to be a sort of a fluid motion segment because every week is going to be something different whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. So we're going to get into that. We're going to dive into some of the call-ins that we've had over the past couple weeks. We haven't really had a chance to address any of those just because we had our one week until Horror Nights Podathon and then our instant reaction episode ended up running at almost about two hours. So we we felt it was best to just kind of put a pause on those and we'll address them this week. But before we get started, I'm going to tap into my beer. I did find one in the fridge. I didn't know that I had some. I completely blanked on getting them because I think HHN season is pretty much just a blur for everybody. It's, it's coming and going so quick that you, you sort of forget about something. So I do have one. It is actually called Ocean Monsters. It is from Abomination Brewing, and it's a New England Hazy IPA. This is brewed out in Connecticut, so North Haven, Connecticut, and it's a collab beer with Mast Landing Brewing Company, which is a little micro brew in Westbrook, Maine. I don't know. If, I have like a four or six pack of these. I don't know if I've had this before, but it does sound a little familiar, but it's a 6.5% IPA. It's got golden promise, red wheat, malted, flaked oaks, hopped and dry, uh, double dry hopped with a juicy blend of citra, strata simcoe and pacific jade so i'm guessing there's gonna be a lot of flavor in this anybody else got anything on their end
1: not i for me tonight nick at least you uh you followed the protocol with everything
2: <laughs> well i didn't last week so i'll just <laughs> i'll crack this thing open and we'll we'll see what we got on this mm-hmm. i can I, I just from cracking it i can already get that hops scent coming off and I feel like our fridge is lacking a little bit because more often than not, we're just drinking at horror nights. So there's really no, no need to keep it completely <laughs> stocked up the whole time, but let's see what this thing tastes like. It's pretty subtle. It's actually not as hoppy as I had imagined. So i be curious about that, but. Yeah, it's a pretty decent one. I can I could see myself drinking a lot more of these. This is a lighter New England. That's not exactly what I suspected, but... Yeah.
1: Abomination's a cool brewery, too.
2: Yeah, they got really cool can art. This thing yeah. looks like a little... It's a skeleton in a top hat... Or, or sorry, two skeletons in a rowboat. It looks oh. almost like they're Titanic, Titanic Survivors. <laughs> little umbrella, and they they're bridged up on top of... It looks like almost like a Cthulhu monster and it's got a lighthouse in the background. This thing is really cool can art. They
1: always got cool stuff.
2: Yeah, so good stuff. So let's jump into our main segment. So we've gone now opening weekend. We went week two and we dipped our toes ever so subtly into week three, which was last night. I guess we should just sort of round table it real quick. I'll go to Seamus. Seamus, what are some stuff that you've seen? change or or what's your impression of this event from the beginning to now and what has kind of risen in stock? I know that's like a segment we'll get to later where it's individual things, but overall, I mean, what have you seen improvements in?
0: Uh, I think that like we usually see every year is after the first couple of weeks, the houses kind of start to come into their own. Um, the scare actors learn, you know, what works, what doesn't. They learn from each other, it, it seems, uh, and they do a really good job of Fleshing out the story, um, even last year, I know I had a lot of hate for the Monsters House. Even last year, um, the Monsters House definitely did the same thing where it's like it started slow, picked up, and it got you know to the point where it was considered House of the Year. So, I think that that's the biggest notice so far. They've added. A number of things too, like in the houses, so like they've added triggers. And I know, like I think you said, you were going to talk about this a little more in depth. But uh, we have noticed that at least in a few of the houses we've gone through, that they've added additional triggers, changed up some of where the scares come from, uh, and they do a pretty good job of getting you uh, with that. So, like if you've if, if you're like us and you go quite a bit, you know, you'll see these changes. Obviously, for those that come in for a couple of days, you know, throughout the season, they don't typically see the changes, but. It's, what we're learning is if, if, if you are those the type of guests where you, you, you live out of state and you're only coming in for like a week or so, it, it's best to wait if you can at least a couple of weeks don't come opening weekend because it's crazy busy and you know not a lot of the bugs are still being worked out. I mean unless you have done it a ton every year and you, you just want to experience opening night, I get that. but like if you're you know hey I don't care what week it is. I just want to make sure I go to a good week. Hold off a couple of weeks. I think I think we can all agree that uh, it usually takes, you know, up to week three, week three and a half, before everything's kind of like really in motion and and, and really, uh, you know, trying to think the right word here, but it's 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 focused. uh, And I don't think you know you don't you don't quite get that in the beginning, but that's what I've noticed so far. I'm trying to think of other things I've noticed. I'm still and and this sounds awful, but like for the three weeks in, I'm still not sold on the majority of the scare zones. Uh, I'm hoping that with the removal of the chainsaws, at least if that's permanent, you know, that'll help Dark Zodiac. But as of right now, like I I don't know what they have to do to change those to like change my opinion on it. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I was pleasantly surprised with the Megan thing, though, too. Like, I hate that movie, but. I don't hate the Megan dance thing. I think it works in a weird way, but that's what I've seen so far. I I, I know I took the easy answer, but what were you thinking?
2: Yeah, I'm sort of similar in line. So what I'll do is I'll uh, Jamie, why don't you give yours? I'll quickly give mine. And then what we can do is we'll go into Houses as one and then scare zones as one, because Seamus, you mentioned something that you had actually just seen. And we can kind of talk about that a little bit more and what we think that could mean once we get to the scare zone. So, Jamie, sort of the same question, then what's what has have you seen that's been different? Because we all generally go through the same stuff. Uh, We branch off from time to time. Sometimes I'll stay a little bit later, but we see things differently. We're in different Portions of our conga line. So you might see something I don't, you could hear something I don't. Is there anything in particular that stands out? That's like, wow, this is kind of night and day already from week one to where we're at now currently in the last couple of weeks of September.
1: I feel like, honestly, just compared to the first weekend and stuff like that, like how Seamus was saying too, I know it's opening weekend, they're still working out some of the kinks and stuff like that, but just the amount of scare actors and I feel like how hard all of them are going in the houses after being able to do a couple run-throughs and stuff like that. You've done everything a little bit more than I have. There's still a couple houses that I've only done once, but you could definitely see that everyone's getting more into it. It just really is nice and you could see people talking about it on twitter too it seems like everyone scare actor wise is really enjoying this year for the most part and just really like getting into their role which is awesome and with the scare zones too jungle of doom is really growing on me i knew i was gonna like it before but i feel like compared to the other scare zones i feel like that's the only one that's actually gotten me a couple times and it's been the same person that's gotten me last night when we went when I went for a little bit with you guys. <laughs> the weird snake charmer person with a little shaker got me again coming out from the side. Unfortunately, I feel like yesterday was just kind of like an off night for me, but it was just so packed and I feel like the congestion is still bad over there. But the theming that they do with it, I, it's really starting to grow on me. And Seamus, I got to agree with you. I'm really not the biggest fan of Megan as any of us really are, but I thought the little Megan pop-up was kind of cool. It was actually pretty fun to see them, and I thought it was fun that they um, came through at different times, like walked through in front of Mel's and in front of the crowd and stuff like that. And trying to think of other stuff off the top of my head i feel like shame has really nailed everything kind of things that we've seen and stuff like that i feel like i'd seen someone post about it earlier too on twitter and i thought it was maybe just me thinking that but i feel like they've lit the scare zones a lot better too i feel like everything's been a little bit more lit up so it's better to see specifically in um zodiac that could, just, could be just me but when i saw someone else say it too i was like huh maybe i wasn't just the only one who saw it
2: yeah i think there's definitely been adjustments and that's expected you know you think you know how it's going to be when it's live as from the production standpoint and then you run it and i'm sure that they either look at the surveys or they just send people through the houses as well to kind of get a gauge of where they're at do they need to up the volume here produce it there and they kind of make adjustments overnight and on the fly so we're, we're seeing it now you know they really only do the team member preview for one night so they don't have much to go off of in in regards to is it working? So now that we're a couple of weeks in, we can see adjustments. I've seen a lot of stuff already moved up. I've seen new audio cues. I I agree, Jamie, that the lighting is is altered in a couple different scare zones, and it's for the better. I think. I think I've seen a couple new scare actors in houses, or at least new characters. Maybe I had missed them originally. I don't I don't know if I had, but I. To me, it's new. So that's kind of where I stand. Very similar to everything you said. I did finally catch the Megan thing as well. We caught it. I actually caught it twice yesterday in front of Mel's. I think it was 8 and then 1045. I don't know if that's a regularly scheduled thing. I saw somebody else comment to us on TikTok that they also do a 1 o'clock one. So it's in front of the Mel's area kind of where you would go into for the lagoon show where previously that was hosted. So I guess keep your eyes out. There's no posted times on the app. There's nothing that you can find online that directly says at this time, Megan Horde will be out, but it is fun. They come out very slow one by one, very creepy, just kind of stare at you. They do a good job. I'm glad that I'm glad it's not a house. I do enjoy this little thing that they're doing and it's, it does create opportunities to hey maybe that's something we do with a couple different shows or double you know we can change the characters it's such a quick set i think they're out there for it's like a five minute dance and then they take pictures and then they go back to wherever they were and maybe that's something we can use going forward in the event so i guess we'll jump in now too let's just do scare zones real quick some some stuff that maybe you've noticed and i'll let seamus i'll let you kick it off because you mentioned something that was going to be part of my suggestions of things that we could change but you said that you've seen that maybe so they've they've gone through with something we were we were suggesting
0: yeah i saw a post from somebody on twitter let me see if i can find the person that posted it hold on give me one second um I'm not sure. I should have kept it up here. I should have kept it up and looked to give you a shout out, but somebody's at the event tonight and they follow us or we follow them or something uh, on Twitter and they posted a a video of dark Zodiac and all the dudes walking around with chainsaws. Normally we're walking around with like what looked like final fantasy seven swords. Um, So for all my nerds out there, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, So is this permanent? Who knows? We don't know that for sure. I, I mean, it's weird to only swap it out for like tonight and that's it so i would imagine that it's a permanent change which would mean that i think they're listening to the community because i can't imagine we're the only ones who are like dude those they ruined the scare zone um unless maybe maybe they just kind of came to the same conclusion as we did but so as of right now as far as i can see on on twitter that's that's what we're seeing i don't again we don't know if it's permanent or not kind of hoping it is but at least I am, anyways. Uh, I know I can, I understand the argument that it can be made where it's like, well, you know, it's Horror Nights and they're kind of a staple of Horror Nights. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that they completely ruin that, the vibe that, that Scare Zone's going for. And if they want, ser- if they, honestly, if they want more Chainsaw, then put them back in, in Simpsons. Just leave them there. You've got nothing over there right now. So, um, I'd rather you do that than try to shoehorn them into a scare zone that doesn't need them. But yeah, that's what I've that's what I've seen on Twitter. Again, I don't know. Again, I'll, I'll reiterate: we don't know if this is permanent or not, so don't don't assume that we we know for a fact. But it would be nice, I think, if if it was. Yeah, that would have been
2: one of our our things that we would have probably suggested was that it just doesn't fit in that zone. Now we are on the side of we don't really enjoy the chainsaws at all. I understand their, I guess, quote-unquote necessity at these events. So if you have to have it, fine. I'm sure you can find a spot for it. If, for whatever reason, they don't fit in any of the five scare zones, leave them as a roaming horde as their own thing. Over at Simpsons Land, like you said, they were over by the Mel's area the year before. But you could shoehorn them into, like, shipyard. Or you could give a couple to... I wouldn't give them to Oddfellow because they've got the whole mic set up and you don't want to play with the audio. You want to make sure you can hear Dr. Oddfellow talking. So I'd say Shipyard, if you had to put it in a zone, but they definitely don't fit in Dark Zodiac. It just doesn't fit the vibe. So that's something that I I didn't even see the posts that you were referencing, but I, I... I'm excited and I hope that that is actually like a, a
0: factual trying thing. to find, I'm trying to yeah. find it so at least I can shout out
2: whoever it was that posted it. So. I can't imagine that they would can all the chainsaws because one went down. And I can't imagine they'd all go down. So <laughs> it's an interesting and I don't think they just have new or random props. So I'm hoping that they've told us before. You hear it a thousand times. Those surveys that they ask you about matter. They do listen to those. That's why we have certain icons. That's why we got the return of certain houses. They listen. Maybe it's, you know, with houses and stuff like that, obviously that's not an immediate payoff. They can't just be like, oh, so-and-so said they want a, you know, they want a Halloween house again. They're not going to put that up overnight (laughs) to have it for us at this event. But a slight change of if they've repeatedly heard that these chainsaws don't make sense or they're annoying, there that's an easy fix they've got plenty of props they got people that can make props they can just whip up a little sword real quick so yeah i have noticed that dark zodiac has improved for me i think the lighting has changed just ever so much so that way you can kind of see more detail on all those masks because that's that's an important aspect of that uh jamie you're a big fan of jungle have have you seen changes in jungle we'll kind of move to jungle now if you don't have anything for dark zodiac and you can kind of take the lead on on jungle for improvements that we've seen
1: so i didn't want to interrupt you when you were talking about some of the like improvements that you've seen but i feel like i had noticed last night in jungle that i it could like i said it could have just been me thinking it but i feel like that i um saw a new character scare actor kind of creature as well in there kind of towards when you're walking from animal actors from that entrance going up that way towards the front of the park i really thought i saw a new kind of little like goblin creature looking thing i couldn't really make out what animal it was supposed to be but that was pretty cool but um i feel like sorry i just got caught up for a minute what did you ask me nick i'm so sorry <laughs>
2: i um, pretty much going into jungle and if you've seen what you have yes, seen the as changes that changes. I've seen
1: that I've seen in jungle so not that it was a change but I think I'm seeing more now or maybe we've just gone there at um, the right times but I feel like we've seen the little intro show that he does with the skull at the front and all that kind of stuff that's been fun I noticed that um, the praying mantis wasn't on stilts I don't think last night. And I yeah, saw no, someone, I, yeah. They weren't
2: either. Yeah, I yeah. did not see that.
1: And I saw someone post about it on Twitter too. And I was like, oh, maybe they were out sick or something. But could, I, <laughs> Yeah,
2: it could, it could be that or maybe a, a congestion thing. Maybe they got a lot of feedback that that zone gets really full. And maybe this character just didn't feel safe on the stilts in yeah. there because it gets so bottlenecked. Mm-hmm. You, you really can't move. If that thing is full- and you have a scarecrow just standing on stilts. It's a little, that's pretty dangerous.
1: And it was pretty packed last night too. So that would, that would honestly make sense. And I feel like they upped the fog too. I mean, I'm fine with it. But I feel like last night it was just super duper foggy. I was like, oh my God, I can't even see anything. And that's why I had gotten that scare like I did. So it honestly kind of did its part. But other than that, I don't really think I've seen too, too many changes to it.
2: Yeah, so we'll move along to Shipyard now. Seamus, did you have anything for Jungle at all that maybe you've noticed?
0: No, I mean, it's still kind of right around the same for me. Like, it's not wowing me, but I still think that there are a couple of pretty cool scare actors in there. Um, I just don't. Nothing's really changed yet other than like it feels like it's a little less foggy. I, I know that's probably crazy, but like normally that scares and gets so foggy. It's hard to see anything to begin with, uh, but it seems like it's less so, but at the same time, I don't really notice. Really, they haven't added any scare actors. They haven't added any like new characters in there yet. I did get to see the, the skull guy for the first time, do his little show, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, Still not wowing me. Like I don't I don't know if a scare zone's going to win me over by the end of the season. And it's sad because I like I like that area of the park. Uh, I just wish that there was something that was going on in this scare zone that I could say, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm, you know, I'm down with it. Again, no, not not to say that I, I dislike the characters or, or, or what's going on, but it's just not really doing it for me. And plus the bottleneck that that scare zone still creates even even now, like, we, we we commented it last night like it's just it's still a crazy bottleneck when you've got people coming one way and good people going the other way it's just not wide enough to really open up enough space to not feel congested so i don't know it's 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 hard cuz i feel like if you walk through that scare zone it feels like it's it's just like you're in like a bunch of airport traffic and there might be some people with masks on kind of mingling in between everybody so it's hard to really like enjoy the scare zone I, I, I'm I hoping that there's gonna be like one night we go where it's kind of dead and we can hang out in there a little bit to maybe get a, a fuller experience of it. But so far, it's been busy enough where it's really hard to gauge how truly much how, how much I truly like it uh, because of that those those issues. But other than that, no, I haven't really noticed anything new or changed about it.
2: Yeah, so Shipyard,
0: I I
2: don't know if we mentioned it. I don't think, I, were those stilt characters, the Bat Lady and the Weird, like, were those there week one? Because I don't think they were in opening week. I think they were there week two. The but I Bat I don't remember was, those characters. They were on the stilts bat, yeah, and everything? The,
1: I'm pretty sure the Bat was. I don't think it's, a, same thing last night, the other character that they had on stilts with kind of like the swooped, kind of goblin face. face. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't recognize them before. I thought they were new too.
2: Yeah, so maybe that was a week two thing. So maybe that's a little addition. Other than that, it seems like most of the characters have stayed fairly similar to what we had there previously. It looks like we have two like dockside workers. You have the vampires. You have the tooth fairies. You have the uh, alpha demon from Conjure the Dark. You have... The fairy that is imprisoned in one of the cages that that character may be new. I don't remember seeing her earlier, but it does still seem that vibe over there. It does seem and I just hate I hate saying that it just seems kind of mundane because I know the characters are doing their best, but that zone just doesn't seem like it's giving them a lot to work with. I don't know if they have the right direction given to them because it's just sort of go do your thing, I guess. You know, I feel like in the other zones, characters are interacting with one another. This one doesn't seem like there's a story, nor is there direction given to them. So I, that's what I noticed about this. Did any did anybody have anything on this one, Seamus?
0: No. Again, not a scare zone that's wowing me. Uh, I, I'm trying to like it but this one just feels so empty and there's just not a lot going on Uh, and and, you know I just you've got one dude locked in a cage you've got your favorite scare actor ever Nick walking around and then you've got a couple dudes that are kind of just standing there with like I don't know if they're bats or knives or whatever in their hands there's just not a lot going on and I feel like it's missing something so hopefully they add some more some something some some more of a some kind of a draw or something to bring people through it but right now it just feels super empty it feels more empty than than crypt tv did and that was a COVID year so i i don't know um i haven't noticed anything major have you i mean there's not i mean i know you have kind of gone gone through your ideas but i was kind of hoping that they would do more with like the crane that they got built there but it's really kind of just there so I don't know. I'm, I'm not wild by it. So I'm hoping that something changes, but I'm not holding I'm not holding my breath either.
2: Yeah, I was I was hoping that the crane would be a little bit more involved, but it seems that it's just sort of a static prop versus any sort of mechanism. And I I had hopes for some of the boxes. I thought that there was more. I thought there was going to be more movement and more characters involved in them, but it just seems like they're just static props. But Jamie, anything on on Shipyard before we move to your favorite zone?
1: (laughs) I was going to say the same things about the boxes. Actually, I thought they were going to utilize them more. And I'm curious, since we haven't really gone through that scare zone very much, if um, like the box that says Tooth Fairy, there's a box that says Chupacabra. I wonder if at some point they come out from the box because they do have those little slits on the front as if it would look like something would come out from it and same with the cage too I don't know if that character just stays in there the whole time or if they roam about at a certain point but I haven't really noticed much with that but I pretty much the same thing you guys said I feel it's kind of disappointing because I really like I've you guys know it I really like the mashup scare zones and seeing all the different characters from the past and stuff like that but I feel like this they just really didn't have like a storyline to follow I guess kind of like last year with conjure the dark they had the uh, stage show and stuff like that it just Gave them like more of something to do. I feel like in this, they're kind of just walking around and not trying to say anything. Cause it's like the characters look great. I love the character that they have from conjure the dark and stuff like that. And I love the tooth fairy. They go in every time I see them, but I just feel like they just kind of have them wandering around, which is a little disappointing.
2: Yeah. And anything that we say is not indicative of the effort put forth by this no, character it's really, really the really the like the criticizing goes towards the the overall story of either the house or the zone and the direction of those show directors that are in charge of those certain areas and zones, because they should be the ones that are watching, taking notes and saying, Hey, it does seem like there's not a purpose here. So what is the purpose and how can I get X, Y, Z characters to interact with one another? What are some fun little things that they can do? And that's really the criticism. what we're being critical of. And these are things that can be adjusted on the fly because we've seen them be adjusted in the past and at this event already. So we'll move on to one that I think has, has shown pretty much exactly what we're asking for with the growth. And that's vamp 69, because it did seem like on opening weekend for me, it was a cool zone. It was fun. The characters were cool. But it just seemed confused. It didn't seem like there was a lot of interaction going on. It didn't seem like there was – and maybe because I just didn't spend enough time in there and this was a thing. But I think this is a very common thing, whether it's scares on our houses, because you need to get your reps in and you need to build up a sort of a a resume, I guess, to figure out how you want to do stuff. But it does seem like now there's more interactions. They're getting to know one another. And they're starting to really feel it out a little bit. So I've noticed a lot in vamp 69 where there are a lot of changes that there's just characters that now interact. I feel like this zone is loaded with characters as well. This has a lot of characters. I've seen them go on the stage a lot. I've seen them, you know, fake bite each other. I've seen certain ones kind of kind of constantly go to other ones and maybe they just know each other outside of the event and they're starting to bond a little bit there. I've seen, you know, the dancers interact with the non-dancing vamps. I've seen the the little booth vamps interact with their triggers a little bit more. It does feel like they're kind of getting their their rounds in and they're becoming a lot more comfortable. So Jamie, why don't you jump in now because this is your zone. <laughs> what have you seen? Have you seen the same stuff I've, I'm talking about right now? Or, or what I, have you al- else noticed that's changed?
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. The interactions in the scare zone, and I noticed, but noticed it specifically last night. It definitely seems like the people that they have for the zone got to be friends like outside of like work or like just like knew each other and stuff like that. Cause you could see like the fun interactions that they have with each other. I've noticed now that they interact with the guests and stuff more. I've had a couple of them come out to me. They're like, Hey, can you help me? Hey, you got to get out of here. Just like little like stuff like that. And it's really fun. Same thing with the booths. You have the, uh, booth in front of Finnegan's you have the vampire with the head with the hookah sticking out of it I always see him eating the head in there which is awesome I love seeing the little side stuff you have the other booth with the uh, vampire making the severed head salad which is always a fun one <laughs> it's just really I like I've said before you guys know how much I love the scare zone and it's really nice that's the one thing that I like about the scare zones and this I feel Feels like the epitome of how I wish the other scare zones would be. There's so many different scare actors. They're interacting with the guests. They're interacting with each other, which makes it so much fun, so much more fun. And you could tell they're having fun, too. Their outfits all look great. The makeup department that they had this year for vamps look awesome. I love seeing everyone. And it's really fun to try and pick out because I feel like that scare zone is so much more literally well lit than the other scare zones to try and figure out which one is Oddfellow. Nick, I think you pointed it out to me the other night when they had the scratches on their face and stuff like that. And I just think that's a fun little detail that they've added throughout the scare zones. But it kind of falls flat because you can't see them in some of the other ones. So it's nice that they had that incorporation. And I was kind of worried with the Oddfellow incorporation that they'd have with this because I didn't really think it'd tie in well. But I'm glad it's little things like that. And I want to say that I think they may have added one or two more songs on the playlist. When we were there on Sunday, I felt like I heard a couple different more things, but I could just be making that up.
2: I think I've noticed that as well. And I I keep hearing new songs and I'm like, oh, that's my new favorite. That's my new favorite. So <laughs> I, I guess a fun little thing right now is what's uh, my favorite song currently is Crimson and Clover. Do you have a favorite song that plays that you just like Come get into together. a good mood? Yeah, that's yours. I just like, I like Crimson Clover. A local band that I used to listen to in like high school did a cool song, like cover of Crimson Clover. Mm -hmm. So it just really speaks out. And I Mm -hmm. I, kind of gets me bringing back to that time. Seamus, what's your, do you have a song right now that plays throughout that
0: zone that you're a particular favorite? No, but I do have one thing. It's, I think, um, Guardians of the Galaxy ruined me because I'd rather listen to, I forget the band that did the version of, ah, Blue it's, suede. Like, yeah, whoever did that version for the movie is my favorite, and they don't have that version in the in the park. It's like the original version. Well, I think uh, I don't know if it's it's. <laughs>
2: like I believe the original was blue suede, and that was back then. I I think the one they have may have maybe the cover, but I'm not sure because it's not the the same same one. That's for sure. But yeah, the the the. One that they have is from BJ Thompson, Thomas, which I'm not sure what year that is or if that's the original. Maybe it is, and I'm flip-flopped, but I I do. I'm in your your booth as well. I like that one a lot better. So any other changes in Vamp 69 that anybody has seen or noticed? No, I
0: just think that – Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jamie. No, no, no. Go I ahead.
1: It's a little thing. Go ahead.
0: No, I just, I just think kind of – reiterating what you've both said that I think that the scare actors have definitely not I don't want to say improved because that would imply that they're not good to begin with it they've just they've stepped it up it, I think in the first couple of nights it was like you kind of walking through and you don't know who's who and you know it doesn't you don't realize that it's a scare actor coming up to you until you get really close but now there's definitely like a clear deviation between park guests and hey this is part of the scare zone and uh, there's just so many cool set pieces that have kind of come out of it. Like at first, like I I think the big, big draw was like the, like the, um, the merch table. That was like the big thing, but now they're actually utilizing the stage and the cars and you've got some really unique, just people playing the scare actors uh, that, you know, are all very different. It's not like samey, which is unfortunately what plagues a lot of the other scare zones is everything is very dark and everything seems the same. This one on the other hand is like, very different. Like every scare actor tends to be a little different in some way, which makes it unique in a lot of ways. And I think that I, mean, I, I think it's a little unfair advantage. I think that area works really well for a scare zone because it's very wide. There's a lot of space to put a ton of stuff in there and really liven it up. Uh, but I think that, you know, they could have done the same thing with a few of the other scare zones. They just haven't done it. So I think this is why this one is just a clear favorite right now. Yeah. But yeah, so sorry, before, Jamie, what were you going to say? Yeah,
2: Before we move along, Jamie, what else did you have for this zone?
1: <laughs> that I had actually, <laughs> I wanted to mention it before that I had actually found on Reddit. I think it's pretty accurate because I was looking at him earlier to see all the different songs. Someone had made a compilation on YouTube music of all the songs played in Vamp 69 And fun fact, if I'm not mistaken as well, I think all the songs did come out, what do you know, in 1969, which is just a fun little thing that I thought was cool to say. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you the can Universal also find did their uh, homework.
1: They did you their work. Find
2: a play you can find the Vamp sixty nine playlist on Spotify as well if you want.
1: Oh, can you oh well look at that? Yep,
2: they're all everything everything is right there. I mean I'm
1: and I thought I was so cool looks, finding out the sequence. It looks fairly accurate.
2: <laughs> Seems like it's an hour and forty three minutes of loop. So you know, it looks like maybe They've added stuff or maybe we just weren't there long enough to notice. And whenever we did our turn in the zone, we kind of heard the same one or two That's songs. That's what I was thinking. I was luck. like,
1: yeah, I was like, man, there's a lot of them on here. I was like, there's no way.
2: <laughs> yeah. So let's move up to Dr. Oddfellows. The scare zone right in the front. I Again, I've spent a little bit more time in there now. Dr. Oddfellows walking around. But it does still feel it It just feels it feels like we have four and a half scare zones because it does feel like there's Dr. Oddfellow and then maybe four characters and then there's two like little dresser cabinets out there in the wild. So, Jamie, have you noticed anything about this zone that's like stood out over the recent weeks?
1: Oh! Uh- Not anything too much different that I've noticed. Like you said, I feel like there's not much uh, scare actor utilization in this zone, which is okay, too, because it is kind of fun when we get there a little bit earlier to go and look through the cabinets and the different props and looking at the stage. And I really like the, like, deep, like, dark, trancy kind of drum and bass music they play in the scare zone. I think it's one of my favorite songs they have at Horror Nights this year. But uh, I wish i have gotten to see Dr. Oddfill a little bit more. I feel like the times we've run through it, we haven't really gotten to see him that much, so it's always a nice treat when we get to see him. And then um, I think one of the characters we talked about in the last episode is a character from Van- Vanity Ball, if I'm not mistaken, which is really fun to see, too.
2: Yeah, Seamus, have you got to spend any more time in this zone at all? or?
0: Not really. Um, I would argue that I don't think that it's necessarily that it's uh, like half a scare zone. I think it's, it's more than we've gotten in the last couple of years in that area if you think about it. So I think that I don't think it's fair to say that it's like not really a full scare zone, but at the same time, I, I do feel like they're not utilizing it enough. But maybe that's just me not spending enough time in it. So maybe I need to spend a few extra minutes when we first walk in to kind of hang out there and see what it looks like, because I love Dr. Avila. He's a great character. He's awesome. It's just not a whole lot else going on. And I don't know if their plan is to add some sort of show element to it. But as of right now, I haven't seen anything.
2: Yeah, I this this zone for me, I, I really enjoy but it's tough because it's like not really in a loop. So I feel like you either hit it when you're coming in and when you're leaving, but there's really no real reason to be going. Like I go through vamp so much because I'm going from those houses to like the Chucky and San Fran area, or I go to dark Zodiac so much because I'm kind of cutting around and stuff like that. But I don't really need to go through, sorry, not, Zo- not Zodiac, but jungle. I'm kind of doing those, those two so much because I'm going from house to house Versus Dr. Oddfellows, is like, I'll see it when I come in and I'll see it when I leave. So I guess overall, let's just get into some adjustments we would make for scare zones. Uh, Seamus mentioned earlier the whole sword and the chainsaw thing. That was like my number one was like, just find a way to get rid of the chainsaws out of that zone. At least if you need to keep them, keep them. And I'm hoping that that's kind of a, a trade off that they went and did because I like the designs of them. Uh, I would look more into shipyard. I would definitely try to create some story, something there. I know we're not going to get a full like crazy story. Like we had with conjure the dark because the, the stage show gave us a lot to work with, but you got to come up with a little something in there. And there's the two shipyard guys. I guess the easiest way out right now is I would have maybe them patrolling a little bit more, not sitting at the car, but maybe chasing down the wild ones that have seemingly got out of the the cages and and create a show of a uh, storyline of essentially you need to tell us that these are breaking out of their carriages and escaping. And then these maybe are dock workers for Oddfellow and they're trying to get them back into the containers and it's just not going well because right now there is that disconnect between the two characters in there. Is that something that anybody else is kind of picking up or is that am I just kind of making that up?
1: No, I definitely agree. I feel like that end part of the scare zone is just kind of lacking, and I feel like the – I didn't even know. You said it was like a shipyard worker. I couldn't even tell if he was from something else or what character he was supposed to be.
2: I think it is. I, think, I don't know I think so. No, that would
1: make sense. That would make sense. But um, I wish there was more because once you, like, peek around the truck and look in it, it looks like there's something in the back of the truck, but there's really not. So I feel like they should add – like you said, I just wish there was more of, like, a little, like, show or something to where they can all – interact with each other because i feel like they're all just kind of like stagnant in their own spots and i do feel like those two characters at the end don't really have much to add to it other than yeah i would would definitely add something
2: for those characters to be running around trying to get them under control essentially and maybe add another little dock worker odd fellow worker that is tasked with trying to get the creatures back into their their containers mm-hmm. now vamp 69 i i would maybe just do more stage stuff because that stuff's really cool they're definitely doing more amongst themselves again i don't know if it's stage direction or the character's taking it upon themselves so everything they've done so far for improvements has worked i would if we're going to add more i would do more stage stuff and more of the blood slayer versus vamp Kind of thing, because there's just a couple of the dudes, but I would kind of sprinkle a couple more in there. I think I saw one girl and two guys as the Blood Slayers or maybe three of them. And I really like the logo on that thing. So I, I just like I like the emphasis on that. So I th- think that's really it. I mean, Odd Fellows up front, I would add if in a perfect world, if we could, I would add more just Odd Fellowy characters, not Odd Fellow himself but more of his little misfit band of carnies. I would add a couple more of them in there and sort of let them expand more towards like the shop. You don't want to push them towards Zodiac and you don't, cause you want to kind of keep them closed off, but I would let them roam towards the front and underneath that little facade of the Halloween Horror Night sign. And I would sprinkle a couple more of them in there, but did anybody have any other thoughts on improvements we could do for scare zones?
1: add another one. (laughs) I just feel like this it's just...
2: But that's something I don't know if we could just whip up overnight.
1: I know. Well, obviously not. Well, you're right. We're talking about stuff that could be realistically (laughs) happening. (laughs) So, I feel like everything you said, you kind of nailed it. I feel like I don't really have any Things with Vamp that I could see to up it just because I enjoy it so much, but it'd be pretty sick if they had them actually come out on the motorcycles. I know that they have the motorcycles kind of ducked off now with the barricade around it because people were probably being nosy and touching them and all that kind of stuff. But that'd be kind of like a cool thing for when the scare zone opens up to have them come out on the motorcycles, kind of a Lost Boys vibe. That'd be pretty cool. Same thing you said with Dr. Oddfellow. I just feel like they should expand it for a little bit because I feel like that empty space, um, right in front of the store before they get to the minions area if they're not trying to do anything with that i still feel like they could add a couple more characters and maybe props right there in that little section
2: and you're not completely wrong about saying add a new scare zone after i i, I thought about it for a second if <laughs> they are taking the chainsaw people away it wouldn't be a scare zone per se but you could add the chainsaw horde as a different thing somewhere else Backing and just Simpsons or something because if you have, you know, if you plan on having the Megans in front of Mel's, you don't want them there. You could add the Chainsaw Horde somewhere else. And and that would kind of expand into not really another zone, but it would be another area that's sort of taken up by something. But mm-hmm. Seamus, did you have any other improvement ideas that could be thrown around this, this season?
0: For Scare Zones? um, No, I think you covered covered the most of the bases, to be honest with you. I don't think adding one really makes a lot of sense because there's nowhere to put it, really. I just think that they have to step up a little bit on the storytelling. And like Nick was saying, it's it's not so much on the scare actors, it's more on the show directors making sure that they understand that, hey, this really isn't working. Um, You guys don't really seem to be in cohesion. Let's try to maybe figure out what we can do to maybe make that a little bit better. And, And I think part of it is I really do think part of it because human nature is a thing is it? I bet you some scare actors, they go in hoping to get put in a house. They don't get put in a house. They get put in a scare zone. They're bummed rightfully so. And they don't put as much effort into it. And I, and again, I'm not saying that that's anybody in particular, but I feel like that might be part of it in some way, in some cases where some just don't try as hard because they're not in a, they're not in the house they wanted to be in or whatever. It could, uh, be. And I, I, could I'm not, be. And I'm not saying that it's, That's for sure. But I'm just saying human nature is a thing and people tend to be, you know, I I would understand it would be be understandable if they were disappointed a little bit. And, you know, that's why some of the scare zones lack a little bit. I also think that the lighting and and at least a couple of them is not good enough. Um, It's hard to like Dark Zodiac. I know that that, I know that area is hard to light, but if if maybe they would just like light it a little differently, bring up the, bring it, bring up a little bit so you can kind of see, see better what's going on. But again, I'm not an expert there, so maybe they can't or it's hard to really light that area without making it look like a bunch of floodlights. So I, I don't know. I'm not really sure, but again, this is just, you know, some jokers take on the internet. So take that for what you will, but otherwise, you know, yeah, I don't want to say I'm agree. trying to avoid offending anybody that puts a lot of work into this either. Like, well, I don't want fair, you.
2: To- it's fair to to point out things that, you know, realistically could be or maybe can't be improved. It's just our thoughts. And I think lighting in that area is is something that could be adjusted because they put so much effort clearly into the costumes and the designs of all these different characters. And then if at nighttime, you know, anytime after, say, eight o'clock, you can't really fully appreciate them that's sort of a detriment to it because you, you're you discrediting a lot of the work that was put into these things, and it's a little bit harder to see, and that's, I think, a very fair statement. So let's move into houses quickly. We're not going to do, like, deep dives into these houses, but quickly, one by one, we'll go through and just say maybe something that it, maybe we have noticed something different or maybe we haven't noticed anything different. So I'm just going to pull up the Universal app. We're going to go in order from there. So the first one is Blood Moon Dark Offerings, which... I noticed a big change now this was a one of our favorite houses I think overall so far this year and it did nothing but improve my biggest takeaway from that house was I hate that every single trigger is a knife slash and like a ah, and they changed that they added some new voice new voice audio triggers I I don't know exactly what they say and I don't really necessarily need to spoil that but instead of having every boo hole be filled with like the little <laughs> knife swap and the scream, we now have audio cues that kind of go into the story a little bit. And I think I saw a new scare actor in that very first room where you walk into and there's somebody up top talking down. So Seamus, did you notice anything? Cause we did blood moon last night and did other stuff stand out to you? That's different now.
0: I think just the number of scare actors has changed. Uh, they've increased the number of individuals in the house. That, and I don't know how. The, I don't know what like prevents them from doing that from the beginning. I'm not really sure, but I did notice that there are more triggers, um, more sound triggers, and I think that as much as I like this house, I think that there are, there there's there's a there's a little bit of a samey issue going on with some of them like it's almost like they added a ton of triggers but they're all the same trigger. I, I know you're saying it's not a lot of like the swish swish ah stuff but it's still kind of like a bunch of hey let me jump out make a noise and and swipe a knife at you and I, there's only so much they can do and I don't think it takes away from this house. I still think this house is probably one of the best ones this year, you know, <laughs> 3 weeks in, but uh yeah, that's what I've noticed so far with it is that they've definitely added things to it and they also do f- kind of in some of the more iconic rooms in the house like especially with all the the mannequin houses they they did den- they tend to change i think where people are um so like you never really know where 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 the scare is going to come from um but that's only that's really the only thing i've noticed in that house it's kind of the, is, is they've increased the number of or at least they have the full a lot of scare actors in there that they intended to when it appears to be anyways. Yeah. And Jamie, you didn't do it with us last night,
2: but you did it during week two last week. So have you, did you notice anything from the first week to that second time you ran through it?
1: Um, I think I maybe noticed one or two new scare actors and I don't want to say new ones. Cause it might just be ones that I didn't see before. Maybe they popped out at me this time or I got the scare, but I'm really excited to see because I've heard really good things about the. From you and Seamus were saying, and from people were talking about on Twitter and whatnot and stuff like that, that the new triggers are really cool. So I'm really looking forward to getting to hear those because I already enjoy this house and I think that'll make me enjoy it even more. Because you're right. I feel like it does follow the storyline, but I feel like it was still a fairly silent house. Like you were saying, there was only kind of the knife swishes and other stuff like that. It wasn't really as much in depth as it could be with the storytelling. So I'm really interested to see what kind of little stuff they added in there.
2: Yeah. So let's move on to Chucky ultimate kill count. Now we did this. I didn't get to do it last night, but I did it in week two. The only thing I really noticed was that it seemed like the puppeteer doll people were going a little extra hard now. I think they, they've maybe heard the, the criticism of the, the house being what it is, and I think they're just, like, overcompensating now, which I enjoy. Like, just go for it. Just go crazy with it. That's really the only thing I noticed different from week one to week two. But, Jamie, did you see anything different in this one?
1: I haven't noticed too much different in this one, and I feel like Chucky's one of the houses we've done more than the others, or at least for me. And I really don't get that i I don't hate it as much as everyone's saying that they hate on it. It kind of upsets me. I think it's it's that fun house that we need. It's that comic relief house that we need. And every year it has one. And I don't know why everyone's hating on Chucky because I think the puppeteering like you said I think they're doing pretty good honestly and I was kind of afraid that you'd maybe like be able to see like a little arm peek out or like something to like give it away but they've made it look pretty good and I'm kind of glad that they use so many different puppets and stuff like that because that is Chucky and it's harder to find shorter scare actors or someone to fit the role of playing a young child or a doll being that that small to make it look more realistic so I'm kind of glad they went that route.
2: Now, Seamus, did you get to do this at all the second week?
0: I've only done it once. The one time. So okay. I really, really, can't speak to what's changed. Um, so, I mean, I'm with Jamie. I don't, I don't understand the hate for the house as much as, I mean, I'm not saying that it's perfect and that's the best one there, but at the same time, it's doing exactly what I, it's doing the opposite of what I thought it was going to do, I guess is the point. Um, and, I think that's. I think. I think it's inventive a little bit, and I mean, I, they could have easily just gone the route of, I think, having a bunch of little Megan-like characters running around being Chucky, and they didn't. They actually took it and tried to do something different with it, and I and I, I commend them for trying, uh, but I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. I don't think it's nearly as, you know. I don't think it's as nearly as, 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 weak
1: as, it, as it is.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not as lackluster. I think there's a lot of interesting tricks in it. I think that they did kind of miss on the whole button thing. I don't really get the point of it. Um, I know that it's like, it's supposed to trigger something at a different point in, in the house, but I don't really understand what was any different than that or just putting those triggers in there normally. So I, I don't know, but otherwise the set pieces are really cool. Puppeteer, the puppetry and the animatronic stuff is really cool. The very first Chucky, I've, like I said last last week, is awesome. Like he, it works really well. Um, I just bumped my mic. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really noticed anything different because I've only done it the one time, so I really can't give you any information more than that. But yeah, I don't know. I maybe maybe my opinion will change when I do it again, but. As of right now, I don't think it's I don't think it's um that bad, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just towards the bottom on a lot of people's list because I it's a very good house here. It really is. And if that's not your cup of tea, it's going to certainly fall to the wayside of all the other originals. So let's get into Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Now, this is one that I've done a decent amount, maybe three or four times. But I, I haven't noticed a lot of changes in this one. I think it was set up pretty well from the get-go. I feel like the energy is fairly similar to that of the first week. I think this is probably if you were cast in this house, you were probably very excited from the get-go and you you kind of went hard to begin with. But I haven't noticed new stuff that was added, really. I, I could be missing something. So I'll, I'll pass this over then. I mean, Seamus, have you done this one again or like from week two versus the first weekend?
0: No, <laughs> this is also one I've only done one. So no, I don't really have much of an opinion as far as what's changed, but, um, I do need to, I need, I need to make a point to to do it again this weekend. Yeah. This one,
2: like I said, I, maybe I'm just missing stuff, uh, but a lot of the characters I saw are, are similar. Maybe, maybe the first weekend I didn't, I think I didn't see on the first weekend, the like m- half man beast in the, in the, Tutu? Tutu, yeah. I don't think I saw that the very first time in the second week I saw that. So that's a really cool character. But, Jamie, what, have you noticed other stuff or stuff sticking out to you that was different?
1: I love that character, too. That's what I was going to mention. I did notice him before, but I really still just enjoy that whole thing. It's really given me American Horror Story Kevin vibes when they have that cool beast creature. But the only thing I feel like I noticed different or kind of... The same thing you said. Maybe you just missed it before. Maybe I missed the scare. But when we did our Unmasking the Horror Tour, they were talking about once you walk through the dressing, the makeup room kind of thing like that. They have the big rack of clothes. It got me the other night that they had a uh, scare where like just the arm pops out at you which I thought was pretty fun. And that kind of got me too. And they had mentioned it in the tour that they had that scare there. So I thought that was new, but maybe not if they knew about it, and I just didn't catch it before. So it was something new for me that I thought was pretty cool. But same thing you said, Nick, I feel like once people knew they got cast in this house, they were excited for it. And you could tell the enthusiasm that everyone has. And I feel like everyone's working really well together and just really enjoying their role, which makes it that much more enjoyable of a house.
2: Yeah, so let's move now to Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. Now, this is one that is, I don't want to say it's growing on me, but I'm starting to appreciate the, the I don't know how to to describe it, but the, the, the effects, I guess, is what it is. Because it's stuff that I've kind of caught on to a little bit more with the sound being timed with the lights through the hallways that you're walking through that makes it, seem like you're in the middle of this battle where like you'll hear the the whoosh or whatever and the crash and you'll see like the ice freezing over and you'll hear cracking of ice. It does seem that the last time cuz I went through this last night. It seems that the audio in some of those are a lot bigger and a lot louder, giving it some more emphasis and scare. I have noticed a lot new characters. I feel like the first when we talked about it last week, I'd only gone through the opening weekend and I didn't really see any characters other than like the wizards and this kind of breaks it up a little bit. There's some I've seen some fairies now. I've seen the big like trolley goblin things. I've seen the skeletons in that iced over room. I still am not huge on the fantasy. I I know it's not a scary house. It's more of a nostalgic house for most. But I've noticed now to the endings, I I do prefer the fireside. I did go fire last night. I, I think the little burnt up character is is cool and that's a scare that I enjoyed during the house so it's nice to see it again. but I do feel like every time I go either way, there's really just like one character in there there's I think I've gone four times and I've only seen a like quote unquote victor once and that was a, a Merlin character so i I haven't really seen a finale so i think maybe just that ending portion needs to get worked on because maybe the character's not there or maybe it's just tough timing because with the dual path you don't necessarily know that there's a constant flow everyone could be going one side or the other and maybe they're just it's harder for them to know when somebody's coming so they don't really kind of come out and do the finale so that seems like it, it ends a little bit lackluster for me at times but it's the house is growing on me, that's for sure. I do like the effects, and it does seem with the audio changed to a higher volume, it's it's improved a little bit. So let's kick it over to our Dragon Resident Seamus and see what his uh thoughts are.
0: Oh. Uh, I'm not gonna give you what you want what you want to hear. Like it's just nothing's changed for me. I've done it three times, and it's just not it's not getting any better. Um and I feel bad. Like I don't want scare actors, if you happen to be listening, to think that like I hate you specifically because of that house I I, i just i just don't it's just not for me man it's just it's just not it it's just this ain't it universal uh i think for one you guys did a smart thing you're banking off nostalgia people are totally nostalgic about the roller coaster and whatever story that that told but this just ain't it uh, you, you marketed a house called dueling dragons and there's no dragons other than two fire breathing paper mache dragons that, you know, unless you're looking for, you're not going to even see them. So nope, not for me. It hasn't changed. Doesn't make it any better. I, 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 I don't know. There's no different, all the, all these characters look the same. It's all the same thing. And it's just like, Hey, look, it's the fire guy throwing his hands like a, like 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 this, and the ice guy throwing his hands. It's, I don't know. I can see the appeal for certain people. Just it's just not not for me. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I <they have>. think it's <laughs> the right way to do a fantasy house, and this is not it. So if you think yeah. this is the right way to do a fantasy house, you're wrong. Well, I think there's
2: two things like there's a fantasy house and then there's the Dueling Dragons house. I think it hits the mark for what that was. But if we were going like a true fantasy, I'm sure that they would have a different approach to this if they weren't kind of within the guidelines of a Dueling Dragons story. Probably.
0: I mean, I just don't. Again, if this if this is really what the whole Dueling Dragons thing is, I'm not seeing the interest in the story. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And that's maybe that's all. Maybe that's my problem. I just I don't understand so yeah that's i mean
2: i've that was my biggest criticism when i first went through it was that everyone was the same and it was just sort of the goofy dragon ball z powerball fighting but the second or third time that i've gone through i've i have noticed some some newer characters that kind of broke it up a little bit so jamie have you noticed that as well or what what have you noticed in this house that's been a little bit Altered.
1: I did notice some different characters as well. And I also I have to agree with you, you're not wrong. So I have chose both fates so far. And the first one I chose the ice side and I walked through and I was like, what the hell? There's no one friggin' in here. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I missed him, like maybe we didn't win, whatever. And then when we had went through fireside the other night, I think I'd went through the opposite side as you. I think you did ice that night. Uh the Pyrock or whoever it was supposed to be was there holding merlin's head and i was like oh we won when i came out of the house you were like no we did because it was in there too and i was like huh so they were both out at the same time so i really didn't know how that was supposed to work if like one of them won the other one didn't whatever but i'm glad that the other couple times I've done it compared to opening weekend when I only did it once that I actually see some characters in those rooms because it was really disappointing to walk through it and there be nothing in there. And I was like, well, that was kind of a letdown because I really do love the split paths. I think it's very fun. I do just wish it was a little bit more extended. I know I've mentioned that before, but it would be cooler to have a little bit more of just that one little stage set up in the room.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think the the path could have been, It would have been fun to do it a little bit longer. I get it. It's probably tough to staff. But I mean, if you go into it knowing that you have a number to hit, just hire that amount of people and and hope hope that it works out. But it would have been cool to see this extended. And, you know, maybe this opens the door for for future houses to use this. So let's move to Stranger Things 4. Now, for me personally, I haven't seen much change. I feel like they casted the characters as is. And that's kind of who you get. I think it's a little bit harder to just pencil in another character in an IP, especially a stranger things IP, because you're going to have to look for a particular person versus, you know, like, let's just go back to dragon and say like, Oh, we need another, let's make another fairy. And you know, you can whip up a costume. You could put it in. You don't have to really get it approved by anybody other than horror nights versus stranger things. You can't just be like, well, let's go add an 11 to this room and we'll add another Eddie over here. Sort of, harder to play by but it does seem like it just kind of is what it is you know I, I enjoy it I think that some of the scenes are, are a little bit lackluster especially after Jamie you showed me the walkthrough of the Hollywood one oh. it does seem yeah that it's a lot of different stuff and they got some stuff that I really wanted to have and we have some stuff that I'm sure they really wish they had but you know, in their wood scene, it was very more woody. It felt like where we have in Yeti versus just like got a couple trees and then like a black backdrop. It kind of felt cheap in a sense. Um, you know, they have more Creole house. They have the Creole house facade, which is something that I thought was a shoe in that we were going to get. And we don't. So that's something that I I'm, was just bummed that was something that got approved, but just not on our end. So, I mean, Jamie, have you seen other stuff that? You've gone through Stranger Things since the first weekend, but did you notice any changes, really?
1: I haven't. I've only done Stranger Things once. so okay. I I thought you went through again. No, I've unfortunately only done it once. Every time we've gone, the lines have just been a little bit longer for a wait, and we've done other stuff. And I've just been like, oh, I can come back to it, blah, blah, blah. But that's what I was going to talk about was the Hollywood walkthrough was, man. They really got some good stuff on there. I know we're not talking about what we wish we could have, what was changing, but they got some good stuff that we called on the episodes of what we really thought was going to be in this house. And I do wish that we had a couple of those scenes, but like you said, they probably wish we had some of our scenes too. But unfortunately, I haven't gotten or I can't say anything that I've seen improve or change because I've only done the one run through of this house. But I do hope in my next run through of it that I see some more of the characters because I feel like I saw 11 i saw lucas i saw eddie and i saw dustin i think i saw max once i think i saw robin maybe once i didn't see steve at all i don't know if there's any other characters that i missed but and um yeah i was just gonna say i feel like that's the only only thing i could really say about it
2: Mm -hmm. seamus any stranger things mm, i've only done the one time too the one time yeah so and unfortunately that was
0: opening night too so like i haven't seen any changes at all
1: worse lockers no it's
0: no no, i just don't i don't have the patience to sit in an hour and a half line i just don't um i hate to say it hhn fans but no house is worth waiting that long no No. single house ever is worth waiting an hour and a half so i just won't do it so if if, i'm hoping that at some point i can kind of hang out till close and just try to shoot through it, you know, one of the last groups, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm definitely going to try to do it at least again, but I don't know. I can't really speak to much because I think, you know, opening night first run through, there's just, you're not going to get anywhere near what that was supposed to be. Yeah, no, it's definitely... It's improved since then, and I don't know if it's
2: improved because my mood was improved, but from the first time to the second time, I did enjoy it more. And we'll, we'll do that again, either at a stay and scream or a late night thing. But let's move on to kind of the dark horse that's sort of moving up the ranks and everybody's, you know, power ranking, so to speak. And that's the darkest deal. Now, this one I've done a good amount of times. I, I haven't noticed. No, OK, I correct myself. I did notice one thing last night. And I think and I don't know if it was an actual character or if it was just an object, but I, I noticed a new scare actor in that very first room. You walk into the corn, you take a right. And before you get into the little concert hall, I noticed a, a, a character there. I'm not going to say more than that because I know neither of you have gone through it yet. But I I noticed something. They didn't they didn't scare me and they didn't jump out and i'm not sure if it was a true thing or not so i'll we'll have to time will tell but i haven't noticed any additions but i've noticed energy i've noticed that the characters in this house are really clicking they're really going for it and it's terrifying i went one night by myself at closing time and they rocked me i got every scare everyone was firing on all cylinders and it was just a very well put together little little scare the little Russian doll scare what they what they term it as which is that big grim reaper and our reaper walks out from underneath it that's really cool scare that I that I enjoy but I haven't noticed any changes just the energy in there is is unmatched right now so uh, Seamus have, you've done this one I think a little bit
1: Seamus took a little intermission I think he went to the restroom
0: oh because Jamie, Jamie <laughs> why don't you jump in then for I darkest was say, I'll
1: fill in yeah I am Pleasantly surprised with this house. I feel like I had this fairly low on my list, and I feel like every one, every run we have done through it, it just keeps getting better and better. I feel like I've gotten the most scares in this house, other than monsters. I feel like the costuming designing is great. Um, we had went through it, not this previous time, but on Sunday, I'm pretty sure when we went through it. <laughs> there was a scare actor in a uh, Bub's Lounge in the stage area, in the bar area, who had like the uh the violin string bow. And like put it in front of you. So you kind of like stopped for a minute and couldn't walk. And then you got a scare from the side, which I thought was really, really cool. So that was something new that I didn't see from opening night and from the first two times I think that we did it. And other than. I don't think I've seen the new character that you had mentioned. I thought you were talking about the guy with the bow, and I don't think that's what it was, or maybe it was, and I just spoiled it. No, it's 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 something new. Okay, so maybe I haven't seen it then, but yeah, like you said, the energy in this hat, in this house is unmatched. Pine Straw Spruce, I know I've talked shit about your name, but you're one cool dude. I really like you, and I'm I'm sorry you had to sell your soul, because I really like you, but... Like you the said, the name is still a little ridiculous. It's still a little ridiculous, but this house is really, really growing on me. And like you said, I could only imagine doing this house by myself because I've already gotten scared being with other people. I could only imagine doing it at the end of the night, which I think is kind of fun to do houses by yourself, honestly. I feel like I've gotten to really appreciate some of the houses doing them as a run through by yourself. You don't really, and especially when you do it for Stay and or when you're doing it closing night, you don't really have the people behind you the people in front of you you get all the all the good stuff which is nice and it doesn't usually get to happen so hopefully i get to do this for that house one one day this halloween horror night season because it's it's great and i'm glad that it's getting so well received too because i know like you were saying it was kind of like the uh the black sheep or was going to be we really didn't know how it was going to go so i'm glad it's getting received well
2: yeah, so Darkest Steel is definitely moving up on a lot of people's ranks. Seamus, have you noticed any changes for Darkest
0: Steel at all? Or, um, no, because I've done it twice, but I haven't done it since last Wednesday. Not, not last night, the week before. So I didn't really notice much different. I think that they're, uh, I think their characters are, are kind of like monsters was last year, where like they're really going for it, and I think it works, but. I need to do it a couple more times before I can make a final decision as to like, has it improved or is it kind of just where it's been for the last couple of weeks? So really can't give you much other than that.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough because it's still we're just starting week three. So it's really how much have we crammed in these last ones? So let's move on to another one that is seemingly just blown expectations out of the water. And that is the Exorcist Believer. Now, Seamus, we did this one last night. So why don't you kick us off on this on, on stuff that maybe, you noticed Yeah, this house is
0: this house is ugh, I don't want to say grown on me because like ever since day one, this house has been unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's just it, it mixes the perfect level of like just dark. It's super dark. The scare actors go mad hard in it. And I. I don't know where they found these scare actors to do this house, but they found them somewhere, and they're they're just they're so good. Um and I think that they've added some things to it, but really it's kind of been the same since opening night. I think maybe this the exorcism room, they've added a couple people here and there. But ever since that first run through, I, I feel like the as of right now, it's running away with the best IP house at the event. I mean, I would, I'll, I'll go on a limb and say that now it's probably the best IP house um, going. Who knows? Maybe it will change a little bit throughout the year goes throughout the season. But I, I don't. I, I can't imagine that it's going to get worse. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's only going to get better as they continue to to hone the story and really kind of tighten up. You know, all the various scares. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. This house house so far has been a a pleasant surprise, I think, for a lot of people, including me. Yeah, I did notice.
2: I feel like they did up audio in there. It does seem like stuff is a little bit louder, which creates better scares. I did notice that the scents, and I was going to talk about this in Monsters as well, but it does seem like that little foresty scene, that the scents were being pushed even more so you could smell like, oh, I'm in a forest. Like that's that seemed to be something that maybe I caught it right when it was dispensing and I was just like, you know, hitting the face with the fresh scent. But it does seem like that's been upped, which is nice because it does immerse you that much more. But that's really all I've noticed. The Exorcist has really just been from day one very, very energetic. And maybe going into it, the characters in that one were like, hey, this is cool. We get a major IP. I'm sure people aren't expecting much because obviously it's a movie that's not out yet. We have a chance to really change people's minds by just going over the top and and really running with this. And I think that's something that's really shown through. So Jamie, anything on The Exorcist that you've noticed?
1: Like you said, the the scents, I feel like the scent when you walk in the first uh, room and stuff like that, I feel like it has gotten a little bit stronger, which is the nice scent. But when you get throughout the house, that bad, just like rancid scent that they have going through it, I feel like it's just lingered so much to the point where it like makes me nauseous sometimes. (laughs) So it's kind of unenjoyable and it kind of sucks because I really do like this house. Other than the scent, they could boost it down a little bit, but it does immerse you more in it. So I'll give it that. Um, I feel like I've done this house more times than any of the other houses. I think more than that, I feel like the weights have always been fairly low when we've done it, but I don't think I've noticed anything super different maybe the audio like you said I didn't get to do this one with you guys last night I kind of dipped out a little early but I just am I was really hating on this house because without the movie coming out and stuff like that and I just feel like it's really knocked it out of the park it's just been really good so
2: yeah this one is seemingly a a fan favorite of the crowd Mm -hmm. and I think that comes a little bit with the expectations were fairly low Mm -hmm. so for it to really work as it is it's just really been impressive so here's another one that we probably won't have much to talk about i've only done this twice i think you both have maybe done it once and that's the last of us
0: yeah i have nothing to really say about this one as of right now <laughs> yeah Jamie, it's you not have that anything? it's bad it's just i just don't have anything to say as far as like what has What's changed, changed. Uh-huh. versus what it was the first time but go ahead Jamie.
1: you know what i'm gonna be nice I'm going to have to take another run through for this house. I said I wasn't because I was mad that we waited in line for two godforsaken hours on opening night for this house, and it put a bad taste in my mouth, but after doing our Unmasking the Horror tour... I really got a better appreciation for this house. And I feel like that's why I really like doing those tours. And there was different scenes that were pointed out the big house on the inside where they said, Joel is up in the window. I'd never even noticed that before from the first run through that I did with it. And now seeing how it connects and how similar it is to the game and seeing how much people really have this connection with it. I'm like, you know what? I guess I'll give it another shot because people have been really liking it. And it's just a shame that the waits are always so long and, I don't want to wait that long long in line, but I'll give it that, that I think for replicating the game and getting to see it through the tour, even though I can't compare it because I've only done the one run through, I think it's done really well and it's actually very, very pretty facade. It's it's gorgeous, honestly, getting to see it with the lights on and stuff like that, and the detail and just little things that they've put that relate to the game and how people were saying in our tour, like this is exactly the game, and how you were saying just different little pieces that you wouldn't really get to see in the house. I appreciate that they put so much effort into it. So gonna have to give it another shot.
2: Yeah, I haven't really noticed changes. Mm-hmm. I've done it twice now. I haven't really noticed more. I really wish there was like a big like swarm room where it felt like there was just a, a bunch of people coming at you. Um, I did get the double scare the other night, where they they have the scare set up where there's mirrors, so you can't see behind. It looks like it's empty, and then there's usually someone behind there. I got them on both sides yesterday, so that was really cool. The the stuff that is in the house that's just details you're not gonna see running through the house that we got to see on the tour was really cool because you know there's an area where there's like a workbench, and on the benches you know scissors beer bottles bricks stuff stuff that you would use in the game to craft so that was a really cool little detail that you might not be able to see when you're being conga lined through but other than that i haven't noticed many changes i i would say maybe improve if we had more if we had a room that was like you know you had like four clickers coming at you from all different angles or mm-hmm. something crazy like that so let's move on to universal monsters unmasked now i did catch a very good run through last night, uh, not as much for me, but the the two, the couple in front of me, they definitely were targeting them and they got them on every instance. They were they pushed back into me a couple times and it was just I had just as much fun not being scared and watching them just get absolutely wrecked was just as enjoyable for me. But I, I think they're clicking a lot more. I think a lot of the scares in there are pretty coordinated and they're they're made to bounce you to the next scare where the first week you didn't necessarily get that rhythm. They weren't comfortable with it yet. Or they didn't have the timing down yet. But now it seems like they've improved on that a lot because I got a lot of big in your face hide scares and push you right to the next room where the next one just jumping right out. So I've, I've noticed that they're definitely probably feeling a little bit more comfortable the, there is a triple scare like at the end where it's like bang, 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 and you get a lot of a lot of the monsters coming out at once where I think the first couple times I did it, I didn't necessarily get all of the monsters. I just kind of got one, and I thought that was sort of like just the ending. But seemingly there is a, another triple or quadruple scare in that sense. I didn't notice the Invisible Man arm come down the ceiling the other night, so maybe that was just <laughs> an off. Maybe they were just not doing it. Um, The scent canisters, like I was going to say, the the Phantom of the Opera scenes where it's got the roses on the wall, it did smell very floral in there. So that seemed pretty cool. And then what else did I notice? Oh, I just noticed that the kills were on point. That's really (laughs) it. But uh, Jamie, anything else that you noticed for monsters?
1: The invisible... Uh, The Invisible Man arm scene definitely got me. That's been there and it's gotten me good. On Sunday, I think it got me too. And it was nice getting to go through this again because I I don't think I had went through it since opening night, but... What I was going to mention is what you had mentioned. I feel like they got the timing down a lot better now for the scares, which is really, really nice because I feel like there was some spots, especially in like the Phantom Auditorium room where it kind of has the little like balcony seating set up and stuff like that, where they have Jekyll and Hyde at in the one little spot. I feel like that was set up better, and I feel like the first time I had walked through it, it was kind of emptied out, but I feel like maybe either I got the timing better or they got the timing better and so it was nice getting to see more of everyone and like I said those invisible man scares they really get me and the scents that you were talking about the rose scent and the very florally all that kind of good stuff I I love it and it just adds so much to the house it's much better smelling than the exorcist smell too so that's a nice little upside
2: yeah Uh, Seamus did you get a chance to revisit this house yet um, which one was it? Sorry. Monster uh monsters? On no, not the one time. The one time, yeah. All right. We'll have to we'll have to run through that this yeah, week. Yeah, got to one again. It's, it's fun. It's it's definitely and I know you enjoyed it the first time, so I'll be interested to see uh, how they're clicking even that much more now for you. Yeah. So, let's jump now to our last house and that would be Yeti Campground Kills. Now, this is something I finally you mentioned the other the other episode that there was a little snake toilet scare that (laughs) I had had not seen. So I, it's- I finally got it. I got it, and it sprayed me with water. I was like, oh, "Fucking son of a bitch!" Like, I didn't like. I was waiting for it. I knew something was there. I didn't know what toilet, but I, I finally did see that. Was so-
0: probably one of the more genuine scares I've ever had at Horror Nights, and it was because I was looking. We were walking through it. I pointed at the toilet. I said, "Hey, look! It's an outhouse!" Ha ha ha! And then the thing came out of the toilet and sprayed me. I fucking jumped two feet in the air. <laughs> Fuck that little bitch! And, oh my god. <laughs> It's yeah. good. That was great. That was awesome. Totally got me. So anyone that, you know, I hope I didn't spoil it for people. Obviously, we just did, but like, yeah, no, it's so yeah, good. I don't know which one. It's such a good such. It was but like I, that's, that's the thing. Like I had not expected anything. Like yeah. there was, who's going to expect that something's going to come out of a fucking toilet? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not at all. Um, <laughs>
2: I did notice. I think there was a couple more. Um, like screen, like projections in there the other time. I did notice that there's now like a middle aged Yeti that I saw that I didn't see on the opening weekend, which is good because it kind of breaks up the big Yetis. I did hear some more audio. And that's really about it so far. I did see one instance when I walked through where they had the baby Yeti instead of just the Billy character, like poking it with a stick or whatever. There was a Yeti and the Billy character like fighting. So that was pretty cool. But that's what I've noticed. But Seamus, did you get to do this one at all yet again a second time or no?
0: Yeti? Uh, yeah, I've done it three times now. Oh, nice. Um, so what? Any, anything
2: changed for you? I don't
0: think that much has changed. I think, again, a lot of it's just they've tightened up the runs and it it it, it feels a little cleaner. I think they're kind of getting better at, you know, Timing the the triggers and making sure that they hit it, hit you at the right time. Um, I mean, like any house, you kind of suffer from being able to to enter at the right point where you kind of get everything, uh, you know, in one in one go through. But you know, it doesn't happen all the time. But I think the, this is another one where the scents are kind of uh, are more prominent. You you feel like you're you know at a campsite. You smell the smoke. You smell the campfire. You smell the wood, the pine. Um, and other than that, I noticed the bear finally, because, you know, somebody mentioned, he's like, hey, we saw a bear going into the house. Like, where is the bear in this <laughs> house? And I finally noticed where it was. I was like, oh, shit, there's the bear right there. Um, and it's like a just like a legitimate bear, just like a bear. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I haven't noticed anything majorly different. Um <laughs> And I don't think it needs to like add anything. I think it's, I think it's good for what it, what it is. It's just, you know, they just need to continue like tightening up the, you know, the timing. But other than that, it's, it's, it's fine.
2: Yeah. Jamie, any, any Yeti updates for you?
1: So I did get to see the little toilet scene when you had seen it too, Nick, it didn't, it didn't get me as bad, but it was fun to see it. I didn't realize it was a snake. Maybe I just couldn't see that well in the house. I was like, I'm surprised they have like a random flying turd coming out of the toilet. But I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but um, the only other thing I did notice was something new. Well, new to me, at least. But the uh, you had pointed it out on opening night or the second run through, I think, that we did of it. But the uh, tent that they have and the I think the person's getting like dragged into the tent, if I'm not mistaken. Or the little Yeah, the mannequin little mannequin that, gets yeah! pulled in there. I thought that was really fun to see. I thought that was a cool little detail that I had missed before. So that was something new for me.
2: Yeah, so that seems to be all we've got for the changes so far in the houses. These ones, I, I think we kind of thrown throughout some potential improvements as we were going along. So we can sort of move along now to our up and down segment. And I'll kind of kick it off just so that we can sort of have an idea of how we're going to run this. So I'll go through the three things that I have for stuff that has moved up, I guess. And we'll, we'll all kind of view this as pre HHN to, to right now because I, I made this list a little bit earlier, but. For my ups, I have Exorcist. That thing is – that that has just overall moved up for me. It's worked very well. The house is well-received, and it it blew my expectations. The shows, we finally saw Nightmare Fuel last night. It is, it is better than last year. I don't know if I will say it's better than the first year because I do enjoy the show, and I do enjoy the first iteration of it. But this show was very cool. They did change it up a little bit. It is, again, you know – Dancing and fire and all that fun stuff, but it they added a couple new little tricks. The the story changed up a little bit. We have a female lead this time. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's improved from from last year for sure. And then my last up has been darkest deal. Again, something that I didn't really have high expectations for, but has blew what I had out of the water. So uh, Seamus, do you want to go into a couple of things that may be on the up and up for you? <laughs> for the show um just in general any any anything any it could be anything
0: yeah i mean hats off i mean i think they did a great job I, it it's it's fun it's upbeat it's electric the music is great music is probably the best part about it um not saying that the, the dancers aren't good it's just the music for me is like the biggest draw because i'm that that's my that's my bag like you know emo metal rock music like that's just where i where I live and, and, and I I feel nice and warm and cozy. Um, but you know, you know, sexy dancers is, is not a problem either. I'm totally down with that too. Um, but I think they did a pretty good job. I, I think it was well put together. I think it was, uh, tight. It was, you know, on point. They didn't, they, nothing seemed to be missed. Uh, they go hard. Uh, gotta give a shout out to, I don't know what his name is, but the blonde dancer, the, the slightly the blonde, long hair, he goes hard and he goes for it. And I respect it a lot, <laughs> um, but they all do great. They all do a good job. I think it tells a wonderful story. I think the story is interesting. It's dark, humorous at points. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see it from a better angle. I think our angle last night was a little hard to really see what was going on, but hopefully we can catch it where we're not like, Off to the side in in a corner. I'd like to see it kind of like from a decent seat, so may have to spend some time sitting in line for a little while just to make sure we get good seats the next time I do it. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think I'm not a I'm not a choreographer, so I can't tell you what what was wrong with it if there's anything wrong (laughs) with it. But I think it works great. I think it's fun. The fire is fun. The the sparkler stuff is fun. explosions are a little loud, kind of disorienting, but, you and, know, and unexpected and unexpected, but, you know, it is what it is. Now that I've seen it once, I'll expect it this time, but yeah, no, it was fun. It was, it was good. Um, so hats off again to all y'all dancers. That was really, it was really, a, it's a fun, it's a fun show. And it, it, I know that some people get super like annoyed with hyper sexualized entertainment but you know what it it fits this theme and it works and they all seem like they're having fun so i you know what whatever i'm down
2: yeah so uh is there anything else in the event overall like houses scare zones food sh- just shows in general operations that has kind of like gone up for you since the beginning that's you've seen improvement in
0: or something i think you'd the food's like gotten learn. better it's not there yet but it's gotten better uh, and yeah. when I mean by food, I don't mean the food quality. I mean just like having enough available for everyone and trying to keep the lines down. Um, I think there's still an issue in some at some parts of the park, but overall, I think they're doing a pretty good job of uh, making sure the options are you know are, are varied. But they definitely need to either add booths or figure out where they can add additional booths because. You know, at least when we first when I first got there last night, the lines were kind of ex, extreme for food, but hopefully yeah. that'll that'll even itself out and get a little bit better throughout the season. But we're three weeks in and we're the start of the third week and it's still pretty bad. But so I don't uh, know, we'll see.
2: Yeah. Uh Jamie, anything for your up and up? Anything that you've noticed throughout the whole course of the event so far that's kind of exceeded expectations or moved up your rankings, so to speak?
1: Yeah, something has moved up my rankings, actually, since I got to do it a couple more times now, and that would be Dr. Oddfellows' Twisted Origins House. The first time that I did this, excuse me, I didn't have, I don't want to say I didn't have the best run through of it, but I feel like I didn't get as many scares as I would like to get. I didn't really look at the details, but. The more a couple times I've done it, I just feel like I'm really falling in love with this house. I feel like it's so much fun. All the scare actors seem like they're having so much fun. I love the different creepy, weird, carny characters that they have. I really like the uh, moving clown mannequin heads in the first dressing room. Um, Something else that's gone up for me on my list, too, would actually have to be Yeti. Yeti is starting to grow on me a little bit. I was a little disappointed the first couple run through I had on the one on opening night and stuff like that. Feel like I didn't really get the whole vibe of everything, but I feel like it's all starting to flow together better for me and starting to work together well. And I'm really getting that more campy, as you would say, schlocky feel that I I like having. So, And the last thing would have to be, of course, you guys talked about it, too. We finally got to see the Nightmare Fuel show, and it was awesome. It was great. And I'm a nerd, and I love magic. And I just can't believe. I still can't get over the fucking bed. I don't know how they do it, and they switched it up for me this year. I, Which- <laughs> I
0: I'm not gonna lie. I have to say, Jamie, it 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 warms the dark heart in my soul to see how genuinely <laughs> like. Enthusiastic you are for the magic, like it's it's like watching a child see a magic show for the first time, and it's the greatest thing ever. it's the greatest thing ever. And it's a um, genuine because, reaction. <laughs> it's, a, yeah, thing. It's, like, it's not like you're not you're not playing it up, but like, gets a genuine reaction to it. I think it's great because <laughs> it's true. It is. It, it is I mean, it's, some of that stuff is is wild. You're like, well, how do you how did you do that? Like, how
1: do they do it? <laughs> so like, so I get it,
0: um, but I just I have to I have to put that out there that if you ever have a chance to watch a magic show with Jamie, it's the greatest thing the ever. We because <laughs> she's just so genuinely enthusiastic about it. And that's great. But yeah, they're not tricks. They're illusions. It was great. The
1: whole the whole bed switcheroo thought she was going to disappear from the bed. They really got me. Did the whole switch up. New person came out. Couldn't believe my eyes. I literally looked at Nick and my jaw dropped and I looked at Seamus and they were just cracking up. I was like, no way. This is sick. <laughs> but yeah, so this is some of the things that have went up for me so so far for the past couple first couple weeks.
2: All right, so I'll get into my downs, stuff that from before we came into the event to where I was now, the stuff that went down for me a little bit was just zones in general. Uh, I had the zones down just because I I had higher expectations. Originally, they've moved up from week one to now, but initially walking in, I was like, all right, like I just it just felt like a couple things were missing here and there. Uh, The food wait times were pretty, let's just say, horrendous at times. I've I've waited in line for 10, 15 minutes and then just ducked out because it's just not it wasn't worth it. Um, And then wait times just in general, not necessarily the amount of wait times, but the seemingly completely inaccurate wait times. Sometimes it says 30 and you get in line and it's like 60. Sometimes it says 100 and it's like 40. Like it's just they're not sometimes I get there. There's some inconsistencies here and there. But it seems like overall, they've been just fairly inaccurate throughout the event so far. So maybe that's just a thing they got to work out of their system and 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 figure out where the line has to be. To no, what they have to do life. is they
0: have to develop a better system of giving accurate times. It's I, I mean, I, they just we guess. Ha- it, it's 2023. We have the technology. There should be a way to say even like Disney used to do like the hand you the red thing and it would give you. It would give them a a, a a basic idea of what the time is right now. And now, granted, they the times kind of shift drastically at this type of event. It's not like a a ride throughout the day where it's generally like the same weight for the most part. Like this can change quickly, but they do have to do a better job of of at least guesstimating the weight instead of just putting a time up there and leaving it, because that's what it feels like some nights where it's like they put a they put a time up there and they just. You know they're just guessing, and that it's nowhere near that time. Specifically, the Last of Us, like shame on the Last of like uh, I'm not, well, I'm, shame on them for 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 doing that particular house. You've got a weight at the very beginning, and then you've got a second weight halfway through the line. So I don't, and they don't do a good job of saying whether or not no this is this is the weight, or is it the weight from this point? Like they don't explain that. Um, but yeah, they definitely need to figure out a better way of tracking that and giving us more accurate times cuz number of there's already been a, a few examples of we will get in line for something and it is nowhere near <laughs> as short as it says it is which is which isn't good. I mean, I, I mean it's it's it's, it's kind of sucks when you're in line for like 35 40 minutes on a 35 minute wait and it still looks like you're going to be standing there for another 25 minutes. So they have to figure that out sooner than later.
2: Yeah, so Seamus, do you want to go into some stuff that maybe be on on the down for you? Um,
0: I think going back to the food, I think the food weights need to be figured out. I, mean, I don't think it's like a super downer for me, only because like I expect on busy nights there to be waits, um, but it does feel like it does feel like a lot of the booths have at, at times lines like around the corner, and 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 it doesn't really have any explanation for it other than. It just happens to be busy. So I I still think that they don't have as many booths as they did last year. So if they could add one or two booths at certain places, it might improve that a little bit. Um, But other than that, I don't really think there's anything majorly down for me. I just think there's some things that, you know, they need to keep, you know, tightening up a little bit. Like, you know, and, and honestly, I think some of the negatives for me, I don't think are, you know fixable in season it's things that they have to kind of like reanalyze or rethink about going in and going into next year and the years uh subsequent to that so
1: yeah i feel like it's tough especially with the food booths this year that's one of the things that was kind of like on the down for me because i feel like there's just so much empty space it seems like at this event like I know they have the food booths up in Central Park like they usually do in front of Transformers and stuff like that but I feel like that whole back area where they have the um, kind of right before the bridge for before Men in Black and stuff like that they finally put the drink tent back up but there's no food booths but I feel like it's just so empty they had the two food booths there before and they used to have the Chucky photo op which I'm really surprised they didn't use this year since they're having Chucky this year but hey it is what it is we had it two years in a row but I think that's definitely something that's been on the downs for me was just the ridiculous lines for the food, especially last night on a random Wednesday night in September. It was just insane. It just really threw me off. The whole night last night, I feel like, was very just kind of off for me. But same thing you said with the houses and with the waits for the houses and stuff like that. That's why I had to get out of line last night. And I went home early for the Exorcist. It at 35 minutes. And as soon as we got in, we we're like, there's no way this is 35 minutes. <laughs> so it's like what can you really do at that point though? I just hope that they kind of fix their system with the weights and whatnot. Cause it does get a little frustrating, especially when you uh don't have copious amounts of money to buy express pass. I'm not that, I'm not that fortunate.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's sort of what's been up and down and up and down for us this at this rate, I'd say. So before we jump off, let's quickly get into some of our Collins. Now these are, we're, we're going to be playing catch up a little bit because we, we haven't done them since before our one week. And then we ran out of time last week. So we're going to kind of jump into these and then we'll, we'll kind of react to them as they, as they come along. So yeah, how
0: many are Seamus, but you you're wrong about dragons. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I honestly forget because I it's been a little bit. <laughs> so, so it's going me, to be
0: like a, a little bit of a surprise.
2: Yeah. So I got to see, let's see what we got on these and let's see if I can, if I remember how to, cue these up properly but let me just try and pull this up for us and we'll see how we go on that end but it's always always fun to hear what people have to say that's for sure hey it's Matt uh, if you guys could have any dream icon for an event what would it be
0: and for like example for like me I was like a pirate
2: all right, so a dream icon. I haven't really thought about that too much. I think it would be really fun. I think Singapore had an icon that was called the Illustrator, which was pretty fun. I think it would be interesting to bring something like that, where it was, I don't know if it was necessarily an art. It was like an artist that draws maybe creatures that come to life or something along the lines of that. But I think that would be pretty cool. What about you, Seamus? Do you have a, a future like dream icon?
0: Um, That's a good question. I really have given a, a ton of thought. Um, I, I don't really have a new idea. I think that maybe officially coordinating you know, pumpkin Lord as a, as an icon, even though I think we all assume that he, we all kind of know that he is, but I would like just like him having his own event. And he didn't really get that last year. As far as I could, as far as I'm concerned, it was not a pumpkin Lord event. He just happened to be there. I think they, he deserves like, a um, like an odd fellow event. Like we have, like we have this year. Um, but done, I think done more deliberately. I, I, I still haven't really caught on to like the how odd fellow is tied into all the scare zones this year. Like I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. So I'd like more of like a on the nose direct, Hey, this is pumpkin Lord's event. He is truly an icon now. Um, And give him that full, that full um, treatment. But that's, I know it's not, it's not not the most exciting answer, but I I really don't know of anything uniquely different or, or, or something that hasn't been done before that I'm like, clamoring for at the moment
2: yeah jamie what about a a dream icon for you
1: that's a really good question i was trying to think about this while you guys were talking i was like man this is actually kind of tough to think about but it would so so hear me out here it's kind of hard to explain but it would kind of be cool to have an icon that represented i know we've talked about it before how it'd be fun kind of like the seven deadly sins and kind of maybe follow the odd fellow path of being like a shapeshifter and can shift into different sins representing something like that. I don't know. But if they had essentially a whole year themed around that and kind of like that icon, I think that'd be really cool. It sounds cooler in my head than for me explaining it, but.
2: <laughs> All right. So let's get into the next one. What's up, guys? This is Adam calling right here in Orlando
0: uh big fan of the show wife and i will only be going once this year
2: got a new baby at home so i'll be living vicariously for you guys anyway two quick questions saw that the megan horde was a real thing but it's more of a tiktok dance thing and just want to know from the clip i saw it looked incredibly goofy uh was it that goofy in person if you guys got to see it hopefully not and second question would be, how was Oddfellow in person? Was there an actual presence with it? Did I just seem like a good character? Uh, pretty excited about the whole thing. Uh, Pumpkin Lord last year got a little goofy after a little bit, so hopefully Oddfellow doesn't have the same kind of vibe. So just curious on your take on that. Cheers, guys. Nice. So, good thing we did respond to this this week because we have since seen the Megan Horde. It, it definitely is very quick. It's not intrusive. I do enjoy it. I am a clearly since you're a listener, you clearly know our takes on Megan, the movie in general, but <laughs> we just, we, I do enjoy the little dance setup thing. And then immediately after you can line up to take pictures and stuff with them. So it's fun. It is a little goofy, but it, it's, I think it, I think it works well for what they were trying to do.
0: Yeah. I don't hate it as much as I hate the movie. Like the movie was dumb we all know how i feel about the movie but (laughs) i think for what it is it's it's fine it doesn't take up a ton of space it doesn't take up like a ton of attention from anything else i think it's a good people eater for a few minutes stops people (laughs) from 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 moving they want to watch uh i it's it's goofy as hell i mean that's for damn sure like i agree with that um but it's you know seven or eight Megans dancing to a pop song. Like, what do you expect other than that? You know what I'm saying. So, I, I'm, I'm, I will safely say I'm happy that it is all we're getting for Megan is that, and it's not a house. We're not, we're not getting, we're not being saddled with a full or half a house of just Megan. I'd rather than keep it this way. I kind of wish it was a little more often than it has been, um, but. Just because, like I guess it's 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 an easy it's an easy uh, distraction for a lot of people. They're gonna stop and they're gonna watch that, and gives us more time to run to a house that's only twenty five minutes or thirty five minutes. But yeah, I mean, again, I, not not anything that I, I would say that like I'm particularly bothered by. It's just not something that I'm gonna stop and watch every time either. I saw it once. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for it or from it.
1: Yeah, I feel like I say. I
0: think we may have lost Jamie.
1: (laughs) Hello.
2: Says she can't hear us. All right. So can you guys hear me? I know she just watched the the Megan dance with us last night. I think her I'm assuming her opinions are are pretty similar to that. So let me just jump into our last voicemail and we'll see if we'll see if she can get back in time for for to listen to this, because usually she can usually she can hear and stuff like that. But let's get into this last message for us. Hey, Fear and beer. This is Ray from Sam Ray on YouTube again. Uh,
0: Just calling in to let you know some of my thoughts with HHN32. Two things I did like this year was the food and the Stranger Things house. It delivered. Uh, It gave you all the things that you really wanted from it. Uh, But two things I did
2: not like, the placement of the houses and the overall vibes. I feel like
0: the Stranger Things house could have definitely thrived where the last of us was. The last of us could have thrown out where Stranger Things was. Uh, Second, the Scare Zones. The the set design was great, but I just feel like they under delivered this year. That's my hot take, and uh, love the podcast. Thank you,
2: guys. Yeah, I think think Ray there is, is saying a lot of the same stuff where we had, where it was just. It felt a little, little lackluster for the, the stones a little bit, but uh, that's an interesting take with the house placements. Now, I, I with all this construction, it does suck. Those walks are fucking miserable. Walking all the way yeah. down to Oddfellow and all the way out, and then walking all the way to the last of us, and walking all the way up back through monsters and they kind of kick you out at weird spots so it is i i, I, I agree I'm with him i agree
0: with him that the house placements are a little wonky this year i think part of it like you just said is is because of the construction over by where woody woodpecker was and that kind of screws them a little bit um at least in that side of the park i don't know if switching stranger things in the last of us really does anything i think the weights is still going to be absurd and still be obscene and to be honest with you from what i've Experienced with the wait for Last of Us, it's better off where it is because there's more space to put a queue back there. Um, I think that I think I think just averaged out, I think the Last of Us is they had a longer, consistent wait than Stranger Things does, and that that surprises me. I think we all kind of assumed that Stranger Things was going to be like the big big draw, and that was going to be the big long waits, and that the Last of Us was going to have like kind of like an not a super niche audience, but like not as much as it has been. Like I, I I'm blown away. I'm sorry, I'm blown away, excuse me, by how long the waits have been for that one. I didn't think it was gonna be that popular, but I, I guess I misjudged the the community and the audience and, and I was wrong. So I don't think switching those two really does anything. I, I will say that and I said this last night to you and I and I kind of agreed or thought this even last year too um, where they stuck blood moon really does that house a disservice. I think that being so far out of the way, people forget that it's there and that's why the weight is usually as low as it has been. I don't think the weight is indicative of how good the house is. So if, if if you, if if you're there for one or two nights and you're kind of hesitant to check it out because the weights are really low and normally that means the house isn't that good. Don't, don't, take that as a gauge because this house is still incredible um, and it deserves to have a longer wait than it does. And I think that unfortunately it struggles from being in that spot where Hellgate was last year. Uh, I think they need to either at some point go back to where Clowns was and stick the house there or find a different spot for it, or maybe, you know, add another pop-up somewhere and put that in a pop-up because I, I just think that it i mean it obviously needed to be in a uh sound stage but i think where they stuck the weight just kind of really screws it a little bit it's more so like the weight where 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 the weight starts more so than what building it's in or what pop up tent it's in but i i do agree with them that i think the house placement has been kind of wonky this year and the vibe is you know I, I don't think it's as bad as everyone is saying it is i, I don't i don't think it's overly like missing something i just think that i think the scare zones specifically just they a lot of them most of them feel just blah is the best way i can put it just it's just it's just meh like you know what I mean? Like, that isn't a great way to describe something, but you know what I'm trying to say, where it just, it just it, seems a little it like life. it's missing something. Like, they all feel like they're missing something outside of Vamp. I think Vamp is the only one that feels like a complete scare zone. Everything else feels like it was all just kind of thrown together last second, which is weird, because they've had plenty of time to plan the event. There's no, like, massive pandemic happening. Um, so I don't really know why they feel so so empty, but... Maybe that'll change. I'm hoping it'll change a little bit throughout the season, but I do agree that um, the house placement is, is probably the biggest issue.
2: Yeah, Jamie, anything to add on to that? Did you, you caught the, the the call in on that end?
1: Yeah, I did. I was going to say the house placement is god awful. It honestly just really deters me from even wanting to go back to The Last of Us and Monsters, and it's really disappointing because I love Monsters, but that walk is just so brutal on the way back, waiting in line, walking all the way back there. Same with Dr. Oddfellow and um the Darkest Deal too how it kind of wraps you around and loops you around. But I really did like the point that you made about moving The Last of Us in Stranger Things. I would have loved to see The Stranger Things in one of the parade warehouses in the back with the big uh, placement out on front and stuff like that. And I feel like they would have been able to utilize, like we'd mentioned before, some of those bigger sets that like Hollywood had where they had the uh, the Creole house, the uh, facade and kind of stuff like that. And I feel like there's just a little more space in there that maybe they would have been able to... Make it feel more immersive.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree with all those points. So, uh-huh. all right, well, let's wrap this episode up. We got to figure out next week if we we may or may not have an episode. We have. We're going to be going to, well, not mo- not we, <laughs> Jamie and Seamus will be doing Sir Henry's Haunted Trail for the media night. We're very excited for that. Ooh. I will be away in Massachusetts for a little bit. It's my birthday next week as well, so we may or may not have an episode next week, but that will mm-hmm. that will be told at a later date. Also, myself and Jamie with Horror Nights, we've been pretty crazy, but we are going to get back onto Shudder Sunday's very soon, mm-hmm. we'll make an announcement when we're going to restart that series up a little bit. But it, it will be coming back. We did not abandon it. We just we we kind of slowed it down <laughs> once we realized we had to do about nine episodes in a week for our pod-a-thon and then opening weekend and so forth. It's gotten all a little bit a little bit crazy, but we are going to get back on track with that stuff. But until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus.
1: <laughs> this is Jamie.
2: Happy Haunts. This is
0: Oh, Halloween I guess everyone's one scared huh?
2: And again I would just like to thank vampire stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music so if you would just go check him out Spotify Facebook again that is Vampire Stepdad.